Welcome, guys, to another episode of Third Floor Theology. I'm Jared. And I am Eric. And we're going to do something a little bit different again on this episode. We're still kind of figuring things out. Um, we're going to move kind of our introduction stuff to the end of the podcast. That way we can kind of just get started and jump right into the topic um, and not bore you guys too much right at the beginning. So with that said, Eric, what are we going to be talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about beloved Christian filmmaking. And why are we going to be talking about Christian filmmaking? Because a friend on the floor uh, brought up a trailer um, for this movie called Case for Christ. And the, I case, was, the Case for Christ. The Case for Christ, based off the book by uh, Lee Strobel. And I was very adamantly against this movie from the get-go because it's by the infamous Pure Flix producing company. But he convinced me to go, and I had high hopes for it. So me and Jared decided to tag along, and he disagreed that Christian movies were terrible. So we are here now to discuss our disagreement on Christian films after we've seen the movie. Uh, and we should probably just say up front, like, I think we both really enjoyed the movie last night. Um, it actually didn't really disappoint me in any way shape or form so i give it eight and a half out of ten yeah it was a really good movie um which is kind of funny after you just said how much you hate christian films i was quite surprised i will be honest about I really... and then you just say oh but um, you know i did like i like this one okay that movie was not what we usually do with christian movies or what pure flicks usually does with christian okay. movies so in case any nobody knows if what they're what we're kind of talking about, just give like a brief explanation as to what Pure Flix is. Pure Flix is a Christian producing company that has been putting out um, Christian films over the last, I don't know, ever since Fireproof, I think, was when their first notable film came out, and since then they've produced Courageous, um, God's Not Dead, and then God's Not Dead Two, which I thought we could have figured that out from the first one. Um, and just movies like such as War Room, um, okay. and now this new movie, Everything, Everything, which I don't even understand. So basically any Christian or faith-based movie that you see, Pure Flix probably made it. Yes. And I will say, like, with notable exceptions of, like, Christian films, like, I'm solely against Pure Flix, but Christian films in general, like, haven't all been, t- like, Christian-themed. So, like, Lord of the Rings, um, or the Chronicles of Narnia, I think that those films have done a great job of like representing the world around us through a Christian lens but not shoving that down your throat mm-hmm. if I can say that so yeah okay um. and I think like too Christian films um, are generally like whenever you come into contact with an atheist they already are going to come to you with a preconceived notion of what Christianity is. And I think the movies do a bad job of representing, like, the average Christian. And, like, they just build it up. So, like, the general consensus from it is that you have this character who doesn't believe, and then you have a character who does believe. And then the whole movie, um, this character who doesn't believe has lots of bad things happen to them, or they just go through life as it is. And then at the end of the movie, they have, like, a five-minute scene of an altar call but it's really, like, the conversion moment. And, like, we all know that's aimed towards the non-believers. Like, that's what it's for. 
And so they're making these movies to, like, preach at them. And it's like, oh, hey, we have art. Come over here. Look at our art. And then you look at it, and it's like, ha, just kidding. We're trying to convert you the whole time. But what makes movies a movie is that it just entertains you. So people want to come and be entertained. And you can get these basic truths through that subconsciously if you're not trying to, like, shove it at people. Interesting. Yeah. That you can that you get so much from these Christian films. Um, it hasn't converted anyone. Hmm? I don't think anyone's seen God's Not Dead and is like, oh, I'm a sinner. Okay, but do you think it. that? But do you think that's the purpose of them? Yes. Oh, absolutely. You think you think the sole purpose of why movies like God's Not Dead, or like Fireproof, or Courageous, or these movies is to specifically convert the viewers? Yes. Okay, why, I think, why do you think that? Because, okay, so like I said, you have this whole movie of where they constructed it around one person, right? And this whole time, it's these people going through life, and they're not a believer, so it's just like a bad life, generally. Like, they're just in a bad place, and not, not all atheists are like in a bad place um, emotionally and like physically, but at the end of the movie, they take these five minutes. So, like, God's not dead when the professor gets, um, whatever it is, saved or repents or whatever. Um, basically, it's like that five minutes. They're trying to wrap up a 40-minute sermon into five minutes to, like, show. And it's like, hey, this is it. Now that you've seen this guy's conversion, even though he was, uh, who, who was it, Kevin or um, Kirk Cameron, the actor, you know what I mean? Even though he's a Christian, he just had his conversion moment. Now you should have your conversion moment. And, it's like, it, it's, it's all tactically trying to preach at people the entire movie the whole movie is trying to preach at someone but what makes movies good like chronicles of narnia or lord of the rings is they took these basic truths of like the world's evil but christ is good and then turned them into a story and turned it into something that even though you're watching it and you're being entertained and you absolutely love it you might not be realizing it's pushing christian ideas but it is and that's why Lord of the Rings was the first independent film to be like worldwide box office sensation. It's because there was no preachy moment. Okay, but it, but okay. So here, here's my here's my troubles with everything that you've said so far. Okay. Um, so I don't think that these Christian, these specific Christian films like Case for Christ, Fireproof, Courageous. God's not dead. I don't think they're m being made to try to convert people. Why do I always get an email every time we're trying to record a podcast? You could just put your computer on mute. Okay, so, so anyway, why? I, I don't think that these movies are specifically what being do you made think they're to made do that. For? I think they're simply being made just to plant ideas in people's minds. Okay, they're not being made to specifically. Man, you know, I don't, I don't think the producers are sitting in a room saying, what kind of movie can we make that when people watch it, they immediately afterwards convert to Christianity? They're not doing that at all. They're making these movies simply to plant seeds in people's minds and maybe get them interested in the Christian faith. But they're not specifically targeting non-Christians either. I think they're also targeting Christians and people that already believe. Just because they're cool stories. Just because they're faith stories. They're stories that Christians that are already believers like to hear anyway. They, they can connect with the storyline. They can see just it's, just, it's just a fun story for even Christians to watch. But if you're not a Christian watching it, 
they're I wouldn't even say that they're shoving the religion down your face. They're just giving you the the storyline of the, the they're just let, they're giving you a glimpse of the life of a non-believer in a movie and his conversion to faith and his journey along the way, why he's doing this. I don't think that's necessarily trying to convert them, but rather just plant seeds in their mind saying, hey, this is what happens when you convert to the Christian faith, but we're also going to present it in a storyline that you can connect to by being somebody that's lost, by being somebody that's broken. And then you get to see how, you get to see the final product of what this person accomplishes or achieves by accepting Christ or by becoming a believer. And so in turn, that person that's watching that that's not a believer sees that, and that might just plant ideas in his head. I don't think it's necessarily meant to convert anybody. And you, you, mentioned, you mentioned like the movies like the Chronicles of Nar Narnia or Lord of the Rings that have these Christian, this, these Christian ideals buried into them, but they're not, like you, like you said, shoving Christianity down people's faces. Well, yeah, but I don't think people that aren't Christians are seeing these ideals anyway. Because when you think about it, if you're not Christian, you're not going to relate Aslan to God. I don't think they're supposed to see them. They're not supposed to, like, understand what they're seeing. They're just watching a movie, and that idea is planted in there. In a way, it's a nonverbal planting of an idea. But they don't they're know but they don't know but they don't know what idea is being planted. They don't all they see is good versus evil and good wins. Yeah, you That's can the you basis can look of at you can look at movie. you can look at any movie and see that though. Okay. You can look at any Marvel movie and see good That's versus evil. That's what a movie's evil. supposed to do. Yeah, a movie's but, not supposed to have a sermon in it and it's supposed to convert somebody at the end of the Yeah, film. but when it's a Christian based movie, it's gonna it's gonna be set apart from other movies because it is gonna push Christian all I ideals. Can tell you is every contact that I've had with an atheist who has seen a movie like Pure, from Pure Flix, Courageous War Room is they absolutely hate it because it feel, they felt like Christianity was being shoved down the throat and it was just a terrible movie. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even art. It wasn't even a movie. It was them trying to sugarcoat Christianity into this film and then say, hey, look, here's a moment. Now you need to come. I don't think any of these movies sugarcoat Christianity and at all. Let me go back to what you said. Um, you said you you disagreed with me, and I think I would disagree with myself. I don't think they sit there saying, how can we convert people now? I think they're sitting there like, okay, how can we get more money from these people? How can we drench this for everything it's worth? Because I don't if, think if, that's the case either. Okay, example A, uh, God's Not Dead 2. Like, I didn't even go see it because the first one was really bad. And then the second one about all this Christians being persecuted in America and all of this, um, that's what I got from the commercial. Have you seen God's Not Dead 2? Yeah. Okay, and she goes to the courthouse or whatever and she's up against... Can you explain explain to me God's Not Dead too? Well, I, it's been a, it's been a few years since I've seen it. I saw it like right when it came out. But from what I from what I remember is that there's a school teacher mm -hmm. that answers a question in class mm -hmm. about a kid who asks. I don't remember. He doesn't directly ask a question about God, does he? I no anyway, idea. he 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 asks a question. Um, he asks a question that in turn leaves the teacher to answer him with. A question that points to God or like she mentions her faith or something in the Bible anyway she like you're not supposed to you know talk to your students about your personal faith in your classroom and like the whole separation of church and state thing mm -hmm. and because she answers this question to this student um, in regards to her relationship with God or into her personal beliefs of, of the Christian faith she gets in a lot of heat for doing that and she ends up having to go to a court to, to have, she ends up having to go to court and the, there's just, like I said, there's just this big whole ordeal because she did this in school. And so the whole movie is trying to, like, basically, it's basically this woman's faith on trial, 
if, if that makes sense. It's kind of one of those deals. Being like first like I said, I don't, yeah, I don't remember, I don't remember all of the details because it's been a few years since I've seen it, but that, that's just like the whole premise of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when that movie came out, a big thing that was going on was church and state. Well, right, and, that's exact, and, and that's exactly what so I was going to say. So they were, they were just taking that movie and they were just kind of, and they were just taking that situation that was happening, and they just made a movie about it. And like that's the that, that situation. But they, but they tied real. it in. But they tied it into their their first God's Not Dead movie. They the, just made a sequel of it. And the exa- no, like they were trying to take the situation and that was actually happening, church and state, and Christians being fired up about it, and then they put it into a movie form, and then with the Christian win. And I understand Christians will win whenever it's persecution, whether they're dead or they're not. They're gonna win because we have Christ. But when you take that and you put it into a movie and you tailor it for Christians to watch, you're, one, doing it because you know they're going to watch it because it's got God's Not Dead in it. And then, two, this movie's going to make them feel good about themselves. So they're going to come and watch this movie because, oh, look, the world's persecuting us, but we get, to, we get the last laugh. And I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. We do end up getting the last laugh because we know what happens after we die. But whenever we're having that feeling of, oh, we're justified in everything we do, and it comes into a cynical, like, almost cynical, like, haha, laughing, like, gotcha, I think that's when it becomes a problem. Okay, so you're, so you, the problem that you have with these movies is, just to, is just to clarify for our, just to clarify, is that you think that, like, it, it's ultimately just a battle of Christians being like, ah, oh, haha, got you, I told you so, to, like, the antagonist in the movie to like the person who's not the believer or like does that does that make sense? I'm don't that's not the only problem, but that's definitely a problem is that Christians are almost cynical, like from what I can tell going and sitting in a theater whenever I saw the first God's Not Dead and then even kind of last night, the the laughing and things like that, whenever like something happens, it's like, yeah, I told you so moment. But I don't think Jesus ever commanded us to have those told you so moments. I think it's just to accept them wherever they're at. And whenever they come to you and they're like, hey, I realized I was wrong, there's not a, haha, I told you so. It's, oh, brother, it's about time. Like, I knew I was wrong. You've admitted you're wrong. Let's do this together. In a, in a, in a, but in you see that in, with a lot of the characters in the movies. Like, especially, okay, like, for example, like, I know you actually, you liked The Case for Christ, but for example, in that movie, mm-hmm. the whole movie is about his, about him trying to disprove Christianity because he doesn't like, that he doesn't like the fact Absolutely. that his wife got saved. But what happens at the end? They reconcile with each other. It's not, yeah. it's not trying, it's not trying to be like, oh, I'm better than you, oh, I'm doing this. Well, it is at first, but at the end of the movie, they reconcile. And that happens in a lot of Christian movies. Is there, there is a form of reconciliation. Not in the way it happened last night. And I think the reason why Case for Christ was, the, the Case for Christ was such a better, was so so much better than all the other films that I've seen before is because it was based off of a book and they're staying true to the book, which they did really well. So I think whenever they're modeling off of good books, they do great. But whenever they're writing their own original story, I think it's terrible. And that, maybe that's just a personal opinion and... I want to, but go I back. think there's a large, a large audience that would agree with me that well, most not, because another thing is that these movies are under budget, and they have bad actors, and they're very cheesy. And people who are watching that, I mean that, that's another thing. Like if you're gonna make a movie, at least make it a good movie. At least make it worth watching from somebody. Even if you got a bad plot line, at least make it like okay. There's some decent stuff in it. But every time I've seen it, I just I cringe every time I watch one of them because 
is just like so predictable. And I don't so think that that's fair. Cheesy. I don't think that's fair for you to say. Like, I, I think that that's pretty. That's kind of a biased opinion on your part when you said that. Like, oh, well, at least make them um, good to watch. Like, at least you know whatever you said. Make them make them good. Make them not so cheesy. Well, that's your opinion. I know a lot of. I mean, think of like. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that they're not cheesy. I think they're a lot of the Christian movies. It's like a Hallmark are. movie. Yeah, they are. But that's all. But that's our opinion. Like at the same time, you gotta think of the complete revolution that the God's Not Dead movies started, and there was a wave of people everywhere that just took these movies and I mean they they literally made them a franchise. Okay, like people were sending out mass text messages saying God's Not Dead because the movie told them to. Like there's a ton of people that I remember that were, part. Yeah, I got yeah, forty messages. From yeah, people. there were. So you can't say that people no, that and, people didn't like these movies. No, because I, there was a there was an entire wave of people that oh, no, that I got think, directly affected by saying. these movies. And when you look at when when you look at why these movies are made, I think that's exactly why is because they wanted to start that kind of global or I don't I don't know if it was global. It was probably global, but because it was it was just it was a huge franchise after the after they came out. They blew up, and I think that's the complete re- that's the, the sole reason why they did that. Let me tell you this: I go I went to a high school where the majority of the people were non-believers. The majority of them agnostic or atheist or just didn't care at all. And the next day after that movie came out, myself included, got a hundred messages around midnight of God's not dead. That only made them extremely mad. Like they didn't did not appreciate it whatsoever. So if the accomplishment of the movie was to, I see a text message that said God's not dead. Maybe what does that mean? I should start to pursue this. It definitely didn't work where I was from or from anywhere else because okay, if you but look that on was, that's, Twitter, that's, Facebook, but that was one case. Two, those movies then were structured and tailored, and this goes back to what I said to make Christians feel good. That's what the movies. They're either there. They're, they're trying to make Christians feel good as well as give a five-minute sermon that says, hey, trying to convict you, you're a sinner, repent of no, your sins. No, I don't think that's true at all. Okay, well, I don't, that, I don't think they're trying to convict the basis anybody. Of the movie. I don't think they're trying Go to convict anybody. Go back and rewatch anybody. every movie you see, and there's always, at the end, a five-minute come-to-redemption moment where it's a sermon or a pastor or whatever, the scene where they're trying, they're showing you, okay, this is where you're wrong, this is what's right, come to that. You, you go back I think and that's watch called, any I think of that's it. called the resolving of the storyline. Yeah, but not in a Christian I think, that, I think that's Christian concluding movie, the ideas is, of the movie. That's not trying to conclude the idea of the movie. That in God's Not Dead, um, when the Newsboys band started playing and stuff, and like I, none of that made sense to me. Like, except there was for, a news hey, look, here's, here's... How did none of that make sense? The, Sorry I if you haven't, news sorry, sorry if you, no, I'm, no it, listen, but. I'm sorry if you haven't seen the movie, but at the at the very end, mm-hmm. they're all walking to a newsboys concert. Yeah. Okay. And then and then and then the guy and then the guy gets hit and he and he dies and that's kind of like the the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, what do you, what do you mean? I don't I don't understand why the newsboys were playing. Well, it's because they had a, in the movie there was a newsboys well, concert. They funded. Yes, I know, but all of it just put together where there's the God songs and then this guy and listen you you look at your life you're a sinner and blah 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 that's not supposed to be in a movie like that just it is supposed to be in a christian movie that's supposed to connect with people that aren't believers and show them the story of conversion that doesn't connect really can can you can you actually can you actually sit here and tell me that no non-believers were connected by were were connected to by any of these movies that were made can you sit here and tell me can you tell me that anyone was i guarantee you they were okay that's a big guarantee find me a story that someone watched god's not dead 2 or god's not dead and then instantly was like 
I need to convert. I'm not saying inst- I'm not saying they were instantly no thought one's they converted. coming to the movie screen. I'm not, hey, I never I never repent. said I'm, I never said they were instantly what converted. Did you say? I said that 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 movie connected to them based on the fact that there was a, somebody that was broken and lost, maybe like themselves, who then came to realization of the faith. That is a very easy connection to make. Okay, that, I'm not saying that they were directly converted. I'm saying they just felt connected to the character in the movie. That's very reasonable, and I guarantee you there were people that felt connected based on that aspect. And then, in turn, because of that resolution at the end, because of the storyline of the movie, that planted seeds into their mind of the Christian faith. And I think that's exactly what the movies are trying to do, and I think that they do it very well. Now, now, when, now, when you're, now, when you're a Christian and you watch these movies, they can seem very cheesy because there are a lot of ideas that you already know. And that you've grown up with, and that are already planted in your mind, mm-hmm. and so you're so you're seeing these presented in kind of a Hollywood way, which yeah would look very cheesy, but but for somebody that doesn't necessarily have a lot of ideas about the faith or are, are lost themselves, looking at these movies, could, they could easily connect with them and very easily get seeds planted in their mind. And like I said, that's exactly why I believe these movies are made. And I think that, and I I, I think you just can't speak for everybody. And say that oh they're not being affected by them or these movies aren't doing a good job of outreaching the people because I you can't you can't sit there and tell me that and I and I can't guarantee you that they are but I think there's a way better um, a way better statistic that people are at least getting this gospel seed planted in their brains by watching these movies then they're just completely ignoring them and not even getting anything out of them just because of the way that they're made and the way that they're presenting the gospel and right. the way that they're presenting the good news to the people that are watching. God's Not Dead got 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. God's You're going to sit two. here and tell me God's the ratings of... God's Not Dead of... 2 got 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. What, is, how, what does that mean? What, what, is, what, what I'm is trying to show to you is that these movies are not... If you want to do what I'm you're saying... I'm not saying they're good movies. You, okay, but if, if, you, if you want to do that, if you want to take these Christian ideas and then plant that into the minds of these people or connect with them in some way, do it in a better movie. Silence showed the persecution of two Christians. Okay, it was very violent. It was very, it was very graphic. But that's because it's exactly what happened. It was they made a movie based off the book, right? Yeah. Okay. So movies like God's Not Dead. Then would you agree? Silence really represented what actually happened. Would you agree then that God's Not Dead didn't, or Courageous, or any of these other Christian movies? Because Silence was a movie that connected to the audience, both on the left and on the right, both secularists and Christians. Yeah. Regardless, God's Not Dead is, I mean, it's connecting to some Christians. These pure fluke films are connecting to some Christians, but you're not going to have an atheist walk in and watch that. You're not going to have an you, atheist. You gave or, me a direct example of your friend that's an atheist that's watched these movies. He didn't go watch it. He got a bunch of text messages that said God's Not Dead. He's not gone and seen the movies. He won't go see them. Well, you because said, he's you said, re- he's you said seen the saw, one. I thought, I thought you said you mentioned you had a friend that was an atheist that went and saw War Room, and you went and he's the one that told you how much that these movies no, were I, in the gospel. Maybe I don't know. I I not I didn't remember telling you about a friend who went and saw it. I I, I don't have any. No, no, I haven't had an atheist friend go see it because they they they've either heard from what Christians are saying and they're like oh man, this is a movie that was just made to make them feel good, or two, they've seen the scores and the reviews online that are like, okay, this is just another cheesy Pure Flix film. But whenever people see silence, movies like that, or The Passion of the Christ, um, or, or whatever it was, Mel Gibson's Passion, that's what it was. These movies, they're not, they're showing you exactly what happened in a way that's going to connect with Hollywood with the viewers of Hollywood, because this is what people want to see, and it's still getting across good ideas. It might be violent, but that's exactly what happened. 
They're just telling you the truth. These Pure Flix films are... It goes back to exactly what I'm saying. They're making this story to either one... Okay, maybe we're going to get a few people, we can connect with them and then convert them. But two, tailored specifically for this Christian audience who's going to soak it up because it's a faith-based film. Silence and stuff like that didn't matter if it was a faith-based film or not. All it wanted to do was take the movie and say, this is what happened to these two Japanese missionaries, here it is. And then it was critically acclaimed all across the board. Yeah, it was a great movie. It was an amazing movie. Amazing movie. Because it did what it was meant to do. And I think the I think the purpose of silence was yeah, like you said to specifically portray the persecution of Christians, sent, you know, in the in the early centuries, and that's exactly what it did. And there wasn't cheesy acting. No, the movie was, wasn't a. There was no, um, like, gotcha moment or conversion moment. It just took the faith of these two people and their life and showed exactly what happened. But there wasn't there wasn't a aha gotcha moment or a conversion moment because when you look at the movie the two characters were already christians they were missionaries all it was doing was tell, was giving you was showing you yeah the, the persecution of, great. of these missionaries it, in japan but when you look at all when you look at these pure flicks films the whole purpose of that is to show you the conversion story of somebody who's not a believer and so when so when you look at why these pure flicks films are made to show you that storyline they accomplish it See, every movie has a different storyline, and the storyline of the... It's hard to compare you silence... You just did exactly... These, well, no, listen, it's, it's hard to compare silence or or the passion of the Christ with these Pure Flix movies because this, because the, why they're being made is completely different. The stories that they're telling are completely different, okay? When, when these movies are made to show you the conversion story of somebody, they're going to show you the conversion story of somebody. And do they do it in kind of a cheesy way? Yeah, but that's why the movies are made, because they're showing you somebody who's not a believer... <sighs> Who is a believer? No. If you are trying to convert souls or connect with people, then you've got to do a good job at it. I can't be, whenever I become a pastor, I can't make a cheesy sermon or a really bad sermon and then get away with it. I shouldn't be allowed to. If you, if your whole purpose is to connect with an atheist audience or a secularist audience to show them a conversion story, then you've got to do a good job at it. That's just sloppy work. And then going back to what you said, silence accomplished its point, and these movies are accomplishing their point as in they're filming they whenever they write the script they want at the end of the movie they want this to have happened whenever they finish filming they're accomplishing that so movies that aren't conversion stories or trying to preach at you are doing really good and they're planting these ideas but movies that are are doing really terrible so let's I think what they should do is look at these movies that are doing really well still doing Christian ideas still planting these great ideas and planting seeds, connecting with an audience, okay, and say, hey, look, they're doing a good job. Let's kind of model ourselves after them and forget whatever the crap this is because it's not working. It's hitting the nine... But is it not working? It's hitting the small Christian community that's going to pay for these films. They don't even... They barely rake in any money because they have the same audience, and it's generally baby boomers. Younger people aren't going to see these movies. Younger Christians aren't going to see these movies. So after these baby boomers die off... What are they going to do? Like, you're going to see a decline, and Pure Flix is probably going to go and bankrupt. And I'm sorry to be abrupt that the baby boomers are going to die off, but eventually everyone dies. It's getting close. What I'm telling you is that we can look at movies like Silence, or The Passion, or Narnia, or Lord of the Rings, and see what works. And let's do that, because it works, it gets a wide range of audience, and it makes more money to make more films like it. These films 
are not working. You're not supposed to convert people through a movie. You're not supposed to and do that. I don't that. think they're trying to. I, I wholeheartedly disagree, and we are going to have to agree to disagree at that because that's exactly what you look at every single one of these movies, and it's the underlying theme over and over and over again. It repeats yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's the story of somebody who wasn't a believer who comes to be a believer. And they make that story because they want non-believers to see it and say, oh, I'm a sinner too. I need to repent, and you're just not doing it. You're not doing it. It's just not happening in any of those movies, with the exception I, I think, of Case think, for Christ, because they safe. did they followed Lee Strobel's book by the detail. And I don't I, like I said I don't think it's safe for you to sit there and say that it's not happening because you don't know if it's not happening. You know, I, I know, do know. You don't. You don't know the that. reviews and okay, the scores. Eric, you can't, Eric, the like, facts listen, are not with you, Jared. Like, listen, the you facts know, are okay, not with you. I'm gonna ask you something. When we went and saw the Case for Christ last night, mm-hmm. do you know for a fact that there was a non-believer in there? Or that everybody... No, I don't know for a fact, but I know that there was 15 of us all in there, and we were, what you said it yourself, or Lewis did, that we were the only people under 50 in the audience. Age age has nothing to do with anything. I'm I'm asking you, do you know for a fact that we were the only non-believers, or that we were the only believers in that room? Mm Mm-hmm. You know for a fact that I don't. We I don't know. We were not. No. Yeah. So you don't know if you don't know if everybody in that room was a believer, right? No. So what if somebody was not a believer? Mm-hmm. You don't. And that was in that room. Mm-hmm. Speak up if you've seen it and you're not a believer, so we can settle this. Okay. So I'm just saying you you don't know if there was if everybody in there was a believer. There mm-hmm. could have easily been a non-believer in there. I just want you to understand that you can't say. For, you can't speak for everybody that's I didn't seen say I was movies. speaking for everyone. You did. You I said, never said. Eric, I listen. just said by the general consensus, it's not working for the majority. Well, obviously, there's enough positive reaction for them to keep making movies. 9% and they're barely enough money, but yes. Somehow, they have barely enough money to continue. And that's another thing. Is they're barely scraping by. and they're, So they're making these terrible movies on such low budget to make another low budget, crappy film. And then it's just an endless cycle of let's scrape enough money, just barely enough, and then go over and let's do it again. If you're not making a ton of money on it, that means not a ton of money, not a ton of people are seeing your movie. So change the way you do your movie or stop making movies. But like, but like I said, there, there's enough people that are seeing them for them to keep making them. And generally, it's Christians. Okay. The majority of them are Christians. So if they're making these movies, as you said, to just connect and plant these ideas with people, why do they need to plant these ideas in Christian minds? Because not 100% of the viewers are Christian. But the majority of those people are okay. Christian. So what, you're just going to forget about the rest? No, you don't forget about those rest. You just make better movies where everyone can enjoy it. Silence. Okay, Eric, but not everybody wants to go see a movie about persecuted Christians. No, but you can base your movies off of models like that. Off of just being very pure and very raw to these people. Not making up a story about someone, a hypothetical situation, and then expecting people to buy it. If it's hypothetical, it comes across as fiction. And people aren't going to buy into it. At least not non-believers. So, I guess we're just going to have to come to... I mean, it's fine. But we're going to have to come to a disagreement on this. Yeah, we're not... I mean, I don't think we're de- we're getting really anywhere with this argument. We're just kind of going back and forth. Um, but it, it, I mean, it is an interesting. It is an Love interesting. Love to hear what you guys argument. think about Christian movies. It's an, it is interesting because of the impact, because of the way you know, the, just the entertainment industry in general, how people are affected by movies that are being made. And movies if, can change lives. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, I think that's one of the reasons why these movies are being made. But no, that's just, just my opinion. Um, it's not.
I'm not saying that they're doing a good job. I'm just saying. Well, and like I said, if my goal as a, pre- a, a pastor of a church is so responsible with converting souls, then I have to do a good job at it. Because if not, souls are in the balance, right? So if you're taking on that burden through movies, then you better do a dadgum good job at it, or else you're going to lose souls. Because the more gonna, you make, no, I don't think it's because the same way a bad preacher souls. turns people off to Christianity, same can happen from movies. Bad movies, bad Christian movies will turn people yeah, off. Yeah, but Christians themselves can turn people off. For sure, I'm not saying that. And okay, Christians that, have a huge burden. Everywhere. But what I'm saying is, you take on that burden, saying this is specifically meant to help people to care for their souls, to change their souls, to change their minds, to convert their soul then you better do a good job at it. We take Just that. as a preacher has to have a good sermon, has to have a good message, and a good way to reach people, if you're taking on that burden, which they are, you've already said it yourself, they're taking on that burden, then they better do a good job at it. Yeah, because you can't, ha- you can't do a crappy job, or else you're going to turn people off from it. Okay, but I... Can you not agree with that? I can agree with that, but at the same time, we're taking on that burden just as soon as we get baptized. As soon as we become Christians, we're taking on that I burden. I disagree with you, but if you publicly announce, if you publicly declare me going into specifically vocational ministry, just as much as they are specifically making these movies to reach other people, you then bet, you better yeah, do you, a good you, job. You, you and I'm not saying that. Job. Christians should be doing a good job of showing love and kindness and compassion and reaching people. Have we been doing that in America? That's debatable. What I'm saying is if you were specifically doing that, especially for profit, you should be doing a good job of it. Well, that was that was an interesting um, podcast. I think we can both see where we both stand now, which is good. Yeah. We're just not even going to say another word about it because we don't want to keep it going. That's um, fine. So, yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback on this topic. Um, this was definitely I, – I was not expecting it to get this debate, this debated and this heated between me and Eric. Um, I didn't know we disagreed so strongly on these things, but apparently we do. Um, but I hope that I was, in, I hope that was at least enjoyable, if nothing else, just to hear two guys just yell at each maybe other. Maybe you can agree with either one. Maybe you can agree with Jared. Maybe you can agree with me. Maybe you disagree with me. Maybe well, that's agree t- with Jared. that's typically the only options when one's listening to such a debate. Yeah, that's so. that's true. Yeah, so highlight of the week, just real quick before we before we wrap this up, since we kind of went a little bit longer than we wanted to. So you, I'll let you go. Um, highlight of the week. This um, on Wednesday, I finally got my support letters out um, from my mission trip. Okay. Yeah. So tell, tell everybody about this. I, I'm yeah. So I'm going to Southeast Asia this summer, uh, which the podcast will be on hold for two months uh, over the break, summer break, oh, just yeah. because I'll be gone and Jared will be busy. Uh, but I'm going to Southeast Asia to spread the gospel to unreached people groups, um, kind of going to these people who've never heard about Jesus um, and taking them the word and just kind of telling them stories and planting seeds that can further be harvested by church planters and um, people who come after us. And it's really remote, um, very very off-the-grid um, place I'll be, so it'll be an interesting summer. But yeah, I'm trying to raise money for that, and I finally sent out my support letters, so that was a huge like weight lifted because now like money can start coming in and I can start to be funded for that um, and hopefully get to go. So. Very cool. Yeah, that'll be really exciting. Um, let's see, my highlight of the week. Let's see, what's today? Saturday. Today is Saturday. Gosh. 
Man, oh, dude, my highlight of the week, so that Thursday was skip day, and so not having class yesterday meant a double dose, five-day weekend, so... Hey, Good stuff. That that's my highlight of the week. I know I had I got I got a water, I got a sip coffee yesterday morning and watched people walk to class and I was just chilling in here so that was very rewarding. Um, Look at you, you peasants, go to class. Yeah, ah. so that was easily that was walk to your death. Obviously. That was my highlight of the week, right there. Was that's good. And good. Did you go to the Good Friday service yesterday? I did. I did. Here on yeah, campus, that, okay. was, that was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that I was really good. And Lydia did a really good yeah, job. Yeah, and music. Gabrielle and, and Jeremiah and Isaac. Man, they killed it. That was awesome. Yeah. That was just, it was such a good service. And with that, have a blessed and good weekend, and we'll see you next time.